0: House of Mystery presents Inside Writing, the radio show where authors discuss their writing process in all genres. So uh, now today we are going to go back into the uh, JFK assassination, as well as a kind of a uh, MK Ultra, somewhat, and uh, and the Olson uh, jumping out of the building, sort of. CIA agent, sort of thing. So we, we've got uh, quite a guest. We're we're pleased to have him. Um, thanks for being here. We've got H. P. Alberelli Jr. Thank you.
1: Uh, thank you for having me.
0: So now now, Hank. First, um, uh, when you get into writing these books, um, what what draws you into the into the whole? Um, CIA and JFK and all that uh, assassination and I say that mainly because with the JFK assassination I find that there's so many different theories and a lot of it is, is kind of you know, junk or flavor of the day and it changes every year and mm-hmm. we, we get this big mass amount of books and and you go through it so, so as a researcher do, do you have to kind of go through all of these different um themes and stories and and theories before you can present your own research or do you just ignore it
1: all well I, I, that's a difficult question i I myself have gone through I think virtually every theory that's out there there's there's a few uh there's a few i've I've spent a short amount of time on there's some fairly wild far reaching theories you know that connecting JFK's death to to UFOs and, <laughs> and uh, things that are are pretty wild and and even the MKUltra program but I'm I'm familiar with those theories I'm I'm much more familiar with the uh, the more realistic grounded theories and I've read uh, a tremendous number of books i don't i have no clue as to uh, how many books hundreds i'm sure uh and that's stretched out over a period of about you know, 20 25 years originally uh i had no intention of of getting involved in the in the subject of the jfk uh, jfk assassination at all i've been warned by other writers that That it was, uh, that it's a black hole and, and once, once you become involved or immersed in it, uh, it's, it's very difficult to extract yourself. And that's true. Uh, but I maybe took a different approach from others in the sense that, uh, I don't, I don't really have any, any emotional investment, uh, in the story or in any of the theories uh, And not not because uh, I didn't care for JFK I mean, I was in high school When when JFK was assassinated uh, So I didn't I didn't really uh, I didn't really Initially see him as a, as a political figure He was simply President of the United States And I, like like a lot of people were pretty shocked uh, that anyone would even consider assassinating the president. Uh, but, you know, that was grounded in my youth. But anyway, yeah, I've read, to answer your question, I've read uh, hundreds of books in, in terms of various theories of, about why and who killed JFK. Uh, a lot of the books are pretty redundant, uh they, they repeat, uh, they repeat theories that, that a lot of people are familiar with. A lot of that familiarity is, is believe it or not, uh, rooted in, in, in people's, uh, reactions or impressions that they got from watching the movie, the Oliver Stone movie, JFK. Right. Uh, which is really interesting. I was just talking to someone about that, oh, a few weeks ago and, and, uh, it was an interesting conversation because it dredged up a number of facts uh, that are easy to forget and the primary ones being that most of the main characters in, in the Oliver Stone movie, uh, weren't even considered main characters in the Warren Commission investigation, uh, so that movie, in a lot of ways, had the effect of of, uh, of introducing a number of characters like David Ferry and and uh, Bannister and, and others into the whole you know JFK lexicon and and, and research arena. Uh, since that time, since, since the movie's been out, uh, a good number of the books that have been published do focus, uh, in many ways on the, on the Garrison investigation. Uh, and there's, there's a good number of writers and research who, writers and researchers who are very much, uh, uh tied to the Garrison investigation. And, and agree with, with a lot of the findings of Garrison. I myself, uh, put it bluntly, don't, but, but, uh, nonetheless, I've, I've certainly read everything, uh, that Garrison looked into. There's a, there's a massive amount of material out there. Yeah. Uh, concerning his investigation. A good place to start though is with the movie.
0: Yeah. Oh, for sure. Uh, can people really um, trust in the government to do a proper commission? Like when you talk about the Warren Commission, that seems to be a big uh, spot where a lot of people talk and they say it was a whitewash and all that and when we talk about the Frank Frank Olson case and the Rockefeller Commission and, and obviously there was flaws in that too. Um, how how reliable is it that that these commissions get appointed by the president, and then they give us information that's not really very very good?
1: Yeah, well, I think I think almost in all the cases where commissions uh, have been appointed by the president, uh, for example, the Rockefeller Commission, with the Church uh, the Church Commission, uh, the Warren Commission. They're all created primarily because of political pressures that are that are brought to bear on 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 the government and generally on the whoever's president at the time. Uh, but if you and and I've had a, a, a large amount of experience reading through all the findings of these commissions, both published findings and unpublished findings, and then. Interviewing countless people that work for them. Uh, the thing that I find is, is because they're created, uh, out of a a public, out of a political concern, uh, that most of their findings don't go beyond that. They, they, they discover things that, that the public and other politicians Certainly find some value in, but but bottom line is, and I think you got to cut cut to the chase. Bottom line is that nobody nobody ever pays the price for anything as a result of of the investigations of these commissions. Uh, there were, if you look at the Rockefeller Commission or the Church Commission, which which dealt. Almost primarily with the CIA and assassination, some of the drug programs, uh, nobody was indicted, uh, for, for any of those acts. And, and I'd say at least, not, you know, 60 to 90% of those acts were completely illegal, uh, both on the local level and on the, on the federal level. So what these commissions amount to, actually this my opinion is they're they're really dog and pony shows uh for congress to to be able to say step back and say when they're finished well you know we looked into this we discovered a lot uh we we know what happened generally but uh we're not going to punish anybody uh and and there really isn't any bottom line uh because when you consider, okay, can can these these things happen again? Are they likely to happen again? The answer, like it or not, is yeah. Of course, they'll happen again. They're probably happening <laughs> while the commission is conducting their own investigation, uh, and we certainly know that to be the case with with uh, assassinations and and with all the. Uh, the drug programs, the CIA drugs, drug programs, M.K. Alter, M.K. Naomi, all, all of those programs, they continue to this day because no commission or, or committee that that delved into them and investigated them ever drew a bottom line where they said, no, uh, we don't want this to happen again in this country. Uh, and we're going to, you know, we're going to introduce in the Congress a uh, a law or, you know, legislation or regulations against it. That's just never happened. Even, even with a church committee where, where, you uh, really had a Pandora's box, uh, concerning assassination and assassins and CIA people that oversaw those assassin, assassinations and assassins. Nobody ever said, well, we, we don't want this to happen. Now. Uh there was a lot of lip service paid to the fact that supposedly there were laws on the books that forbade assassination and there were but you know it happened nonetheless and you had countless people testifying to that effect before these committees so I don't know you can go around and around with this stuff but bottom line is uh they you know they they satisfy the public and and other members of congress for a short period of time and then it's sort of you know 2 or 3 months later oh ho oh, um it's it's back to back to normalcy and and that normalcy includes all those shocking and and so-called uh, illegal acts uh, the only thing being that now they're not so shocking and now they're not considered that outlandish. Uh, in in 1950, in the late 50s, well, actually in the mid-70s when all the LSD experiments were exposed that the government was conducting, pre- people were pretty surprised at that. Uh, the, you know, gen- the general public was pretty surprised at that. A lot of college kids weren't. And they probably had a better... A better footing in, in the effects of LSD than, than Congress or the or the, uh, the CIA did. But most people were pretty shocked at that. Uh, today they wouldn't be. Uh, drugs are, drugs are more widely accepted. Uh, and you know, drugs are legal in a lot of states and becoming more and more so. I assume, you know, within 10 or 15 years, Certain drugs will be entirely legal in this country. So, so I guess he, these these commissions and com- committees, they if they should be if they provide any kind of benefit, it's it's just to expose things that haven't been exposed and and to kind of shake people from from uh, from their sleep in terms of what the government you know really is doing both in the country and worldwide but uh yeah. but yeah. nothing ever changes it's it's just uh, you just get more of the same
2: i think i think you're right actually uh, you're 100 percent correct about these commissions they they do all this like you said dog and pony show and don't really produce much action uh matter of fact it was mm-hmm. i believe it was Katzenbach. Katzenbach, i think it was who uh recommended that uh, there be an investigation. It seems that this eight hundred and eighty eight page Warren Commission report has created more conspiracy and more question than they <laughs> I think they originally said this was set out to quell. <laughs> what's your opinion? Yes, that's right.
1: Well that's right. The the Warren Commission report I think the summary was, was like a thousand eight hundred, a thousand pages, but the the entire report uh, I think it was twenty-six new volumes. Uh,
2: How was it okay?
1: Very, very thick books, and and those were those were made available for sale. People can can buy the still buy the various volumes now on Amazon. Used, they're not. Nobody's republished them, but there's there's hundreds of them still out there. But yeah, there's still people. There's still researchers poring over those volumes uh and, and finding things uh, of importance or seeming importance so that that were overlooked in 1964 and and possibly you know throw some light uh, on what really happened with the Kennedy assassination uh, but the, the the big problem with the Kennedy assassination I mean it's probably the biggest, a lot of people claim it's the biggest mystery in the world in terms of you know a who done it who who killed kennedy at one point in time maybe a majority of people in in this country believe that it was that it was lee harvey oswald and maybe there were a few unanswered questions or he had some some uh, some people that that cooperated or collaborated with him but uh, people generally believed he was guilty, but that didn't last long. I think I think that started to the perc- that percentage of people, which is a majority, started to shrink pretty quickly within the first ten years, and and I think now there's there's been Gallup polls over the last thirty forty years that that reveal that uh, anywhere from sixty to seventy percent of the country, maybe more. Uh, don't believe that it was Lee Harvey Oswald that killed Kennedy now. Uh, but then when they're asked for specifics, they either don't know or they, they offer, you know, one or more of the, the countless theories that are out there. Uh, so that commission certainly didn't, I mean, the finding of the Warren commission was that Lee Harvey Oswald acted alone. He was a lone assassin and, and he killed Kennedy and, and the, the commission itself agreed on that. Some people on the commission rather reluctantly. They were pressured by LBJ and J. F. Hoover, but nonetheless that was their finding. But, but, uh, everyone in this country's moved way off from that now. And, and for good reason, because they've, they've poured over those volumes, and read it, read all the documents in the volumes and then the, the thousands, if not millions, of documents that back the volumes up, and 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 you just find countless holes in in their findings, uh, and and countless uh, roads and avenues and and facts that they didn't explore. Uh, do, do you? And think that presents that presents a big problem in terms of the Kennedy assassination today, because there's so many people. And, and I'm not, I'm not criticizing this. There's so many people that are, that are interested in solving the case and, and have a, have a stake in it one way or the other. Uh, but the problem is it's, it's overstudied. Right. Uh, you know, you've got people who are writing 800 page books and then a year later somebody writes an 800 page book to discount, uh, the 800 page book that came before. Uh, and then people writing books, just preparing to present theories, uh, that may come two or three years later. So I, I think one of the problems with the Kennedy assassination has just simply been overstudied, uh, and, and picked relentlessly apart. And, and one of the big failings of investigating that assas- assassination now is that we didn't, we didn't have the forensics. We didn't have the science, uh, that we have, uh, today in 1963. So, so a lot of what's offered up simply, it, it, it's theory and it, it really can't be based on any science because, uh, nothing, no scientific studies were really performed, uh, in 1964 or 65 or 66. We don't, they don't even know uh, when you ask the essential questions. You know how many how many shots were fired? Well, people argue. People say it was two. People say it was three. Some people say it was eight. Some people say it was fourteen. And and when you have that kind of discrepancy in in basic things that happened regarding regarding uh, Kennedy's murder, it's it's really hard to come up with anything that's really considered a fact when you can't even get people to agree on how many shots were fired you can't get people to agree on on the the fatal shot did it come from the front did it come from the rear there's people that claim that that the the autopsy results were falsified there seems to be good evidence to that effect there's people that claim that the only the only film, uh, those Pruder film, uh, which was taken within, I think, within 24 hours, 48 hours, by the by the FBI and the CIA, has been altered, and, and that film actually disappeared for about 15 or 20 years before the public even saw it. Uh, so there's no, there's not a good foundation, a factual foundation. uh uh, that people generally generally agree on uh in terms of the kennedy assassination at all And now it's evolved to the point where where people you know to begin with uh had their doubts about lee harvey oswald but but the the thought was okay he was you know he was the wrong person in the wrong place, and he must have had something to do with it. But now there's an entire movement afoot that uh, that has Os- Oswald as an innocent party who might have been working for either the CIA or the FBI or both. And some people claim that that Oswald actually attempted to warn Kennedy that he was going to be assassinated. So. <laughs> So the, the I could go on and on like yeah. this, but the it, it just shows the lay of the land, the the landscape they're dealing with in terms of trying to uh, solve this actual mystery. In the absence of any really hard evidence, yeah, uh, is hopeless. I was, was going to say Basically hopeless. Yeah, it
0: doesn't. Yeah, it, does, it doesn't seem to be. Uh, people investigate a lot now and write. Uh, based on emotion and feeling too, and not so much. Yeah, a lot fact.
1: of a lot of emotion and feeling, and and uh, you know, a lot of ways Kennedy is JFA has almost become canonized. He, he, you know, he's a he's a saint in a lot of people's eyes. Uh, whereas you know, he was a he was a man like any other man. I you know, I assumed he was a good man, and he had his faults and. Uh, but none, you know, nonetheless, people chose to, to murder him. Uh, but the, the, the other problem is too, in terms of researching, uh, just the Kennedy assassination and, and the Robert Kennedy assassination, is that a lot of people, one of the main theories that's, that's put forward in this country today probably the primary theory is that the CIA did it or people connected with the CIA did it yet the irony of that is that if you read the books by the people that, that put that theory forward and do a, good, a pretty good job of putting that theory forward they rely 99.9% on CIA documents CIA and FBI documents to make their case and to me there's there's a you know there's there's a real essential problem there because uh anyone anyone that thinks that 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 the CIA is releasing documents has released documents in the past or or are still releasing as as they promised to do uh, documents, you know, earlier this year and in maybe five or ten years from now. But anyone that thinks the CIA is going to release documents that's going to allow anyone to make uh, an ironclad case as to the agency having a hand in Kennedy's murder is is uh, is pretty naive. I mean, you know, they've had since 1963 to to go through these documents. I'm not saying they're going through them today. I think I think most people, I think virtually everyone that works for the the CIA and FBI today has no idea who killed Kennedy or or both Kennedys. They, you know, they were they weren't born then, or or they were very very young then. They certainly didn't work for either agency. Uh, and a lot of people have this fixation that anybody that goes to work for the CIA, uh, somehow is indoctrinated, uh, right off the bat in terms of the Kennedy assassination and, and told this is what you can say, this is what you can't say, and more importantly, this is what you think. And that, that's just not the case. I was talking to somebody a couple of days ago and, it, 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 he lived in another country, he lived in Denmark, and, and that was his impression. Well, the CIA, you know, those people can only speak with one voice, and and they can't be perplexed or have any questions about the Kennedy assassination. And that's not, that's just not true at all. Uh, I don't know many people who work for the CIA, but I've certainly known enough who who know who who know far less than I do, and probably have uh, more doubts about certain things uh, than any researcher in, in the in the in the JFK research community. Right. So, just it, it, my point is, it's it's like you work for the CIA or you work for HHS or Homeland Security. When you go to work for an agency, that doesn't mean you. You sign in, you sign away your common sense or, or your ability to, to pose questions. Or, you know, you certainly sign a loyalty oath to the country. Uh, but, but there is no indoctrination uh, uh, course that everyone goes through in terms of the assassination or, or any great secrets held by the agency. There's a massive number of people that work for the CIA. As a matter of fact, there's there's two secrets. There was a, during one of these investigations, I think it was either the Rockefeller Commission or the Church Commission, uh, a senator, I don't remember which one was, said, well, I'd like to ask Richard Helms, who was director of the CIA at the time, I'd like to ask you two questions. And Helm said, okay, fire away. And the senator said, well, I'd like to know how many people work for the CIA and what your annual budget is. And Helm said, well, those are two easy questions to answer for me because those are the only two questions you're not allowed to ask. <laughs> so even with Congress, the CIA does not have to tell Congress. How many people they employ, or, or what their budget is. Uh, so when you, when you have those kind of ground rules, you can, you can really see what you're up against. There's, there's people who have, who have ventured numbers, uh, uh, forward in terms of number of employees, and, and recently somebody advanced a number of 50,000 employees, for the CIA, but that's laughable. 50,000 is... Uh, if you go out to Langley and drive around the various parking lots, you might find 50,000 cars <laughs> at any one given time parked there. Uh, but a more realistic number is, I've been told, is 280,000 people worldwide. That's a phenomenal number of people. and You can do the rough arithmetic, just on payroll, and that's a phenomenal amount of money.
2: But thank uh, you. Just, you mentioned a story. Go ahead. Pardon? Uh, you sorry, you mentioned you... a while ago. We we, uh, we briefly you briefly mentioned the uh, Rockefeller Commission and Church Committee uh,
1: uh, commission. Mm-hmm.
2: And mm-hmm. what I find in talking to people, a lot of people believe that these like the projects like NK Ultra uh some of those others, NK Delta, they never happened, but yet when when you tell them, look, well, there's there's a congressional committees, and here's the paperwork, and here, here's the real stuff, you know, they're surprised mm-hmm. that this actually occurred. Now, what is your take on, of course, NK Ultra was reduced in scope around 1964. Now, do you think, in your opinion, that any of these operations had anything to do with the assassination of JFK
1: uh, ooh, that's a tough uh, I have to try to answer that in a, a reasonable way uh, yeah the, the MKUltra programs I have a book coming out on the assassination in in April uh, of next year uh and, and the book deals directly with that uh, and so so I can say safely that yeah the the mk the mind control programs to a certain extent not to a large extent at all did did play a role uh, in the jFk assassination uh, concerning certain certain characters uh, who were involved in the assassination uh, that's certainly not saying that uh, JFK was a mind control victim or, or even that Lee Harvey Oswald was a mind control victim. But, but, uh, those programs, those mind control programs did play a role and they, and those programs are certainly very, very real. Uh, MKUltra, there's been a number of books written about that program, uh, based, based primarily on CIA documents that the agency themselves produced, they they thought they had destroyed most of the documents. They had destroyed about 500,000 documents, but uh, they made a critical mistake in the 60s uh, when they destroyed the main documents, and they overlooked about 60,000 pages of financial documents uh, that revealed quite a lot about just the MK Ultra program alone but the, the problem of looking at MK Ultra is that's just one program and, and you, you you just mentioned yourself and MK Delta that was uh, uh, another name for MK Ultra I think it came after they did away with MK Ultra uh, so what they do with a lot of these programs is just they reconstitute them uh, they revitalize them they rename them and and they just go along their, their merry way. On MKUltra alone, they spent millions and millions of dollars in terms of doing just research on, on simple subjects like LSD, hypnotism, and, and various other drugs. And, and they certainly didn't throw all that research out, out the window mm-hmm. because it got exposed through, through a congressional investigation. Uh, a lot of that, a lot of that research that they paid for was useful for their purposes, and and uh, they use it today. Uh, the agency still uses LSD. They use it primarily as a as a harassment drug. But uh, if you look into just the recent literature concerning uh, detainees held in Cuba at Guantanamo, you'll find that uh there's been there's been some some real disasters concerning the use of LSD on on those detainees there were even a couple deaths uh that that were fairly well covered up but, but that were discovered by the uh, hard working journalists and uh
2: but again the point go ahead uh, most notably I guess will be that of Frank Olson, I suppose.
1: Well Olson, yeah, Olson's an interesting case. I wrote a I spent ten years researching a book on that case. That that case came very, very early. That Olson died in November nineteen fifty three. Uh and L S D played a huge role in in his life and his death. Uh, he, he was actually dosed with LSD, uh, nine days before he died. And, and prior to that, he was paid to, he was a civilian employee for the, for Fort Dietrich and, and the CIA working with LSD and other, other kinds of, uh, uh, exotic drugs that were used for interrogation purposes. Uh, that Olson's death, Regarding LSD was covered up uh, from 1953 until 19, what was it, 1975. There was, there wasn't one word about LSD and then, uh, in, in the Rockefeller Commission report, they, they threw in a four or five sentences without naming Olson, just saying that there had been, the accidents in terms of their drug program and one civilian employee had been dosed with LSD and then committed suicide, uh, nine days later in New York city. Well, you know, the, the newspapers, the media pounced on that right away. And within a day found out that that was Frank Olson and, and then all hell broke loose. And and we had the rock, you know, we had the church committee and, and, uh, and the Kennedy committee, and, you know, investigating all of that. Uh, but for all intents and purposes, uh, we, we know now, you know, what Olson's involvement was in research-wise with those drugs and, and why he was killed and who killed him. But, uh, overall, there's still a, a lot of, uh, just hundreds of unanswered questions. Uh, regarding his death. I don't know if we'll ever know the full truth uh, about uh, you know what he was really working on.
0: Well, that, yeah. that would be like with Kennedy as well. I, no matter how many documents they they tend to release and, and whatever goes on, uh, is there really going to be a single answer for, for, for the death of Kennedy or for Olson at this point?
1: Well, for Olson, my book, I started out with the intent of writing a 10,000-word article on the Olson case and realized within about four or five months that that would be impossible. I was going to spend two or three months doing that, and I ended up spending 10 years researching that book. Uh, so we know now, in large part, What Olson's involvement was with LSD and other drugs for the CIA, uh, and, and that's a real horror story if, if you read that book and we know, we know who killed him and we know why he was killed, uh, because, you know, he wanted to, he wanted to leave, leave his job, simply put, he wanted to leave work for the CIA and in Fort Detrick and retrain himself and go into the private sector, uh, and, and, uh, believe it or not, become a dentist like one of his sons did later on. But, but he simply knew too much and, and he was too deep. He was too deep. He was too much involved in, in, uh, the activities of the CIA to, for anyone to say, okay, Frank, you know, you can retire. Uh, and go find a new job and just don't say anything about everything you've seen over the last 15 years. Uh, that just, that just couldn't be allowed. Uh, and he'd seen a lot. He'd seen a lot of horrible things. Uh, so that's why he was killed. Uh, with Kennedy, it's, it's a little bit different. I've spent the last five years uh working on working on this book on the kennedy assassination i can't say a lot for for, for a lot of uh legal reasons right now and and various ndas i've signed with publisher and other people but uh come april we'll, we, we will know a lot more about the kennedy assassination uh than we've ever known and in a nutshell and this isn't hubris on my part, it, it really has involved a, a hell of a lot of luck and, and, uh, and some very fortunate discoveries. We'll know, uh, who killed Kennedy and why. Uh, that doesn't mean there aren't going to still be unanswered questions, uh, such as the forensic things, you know, like, okay, you know, where did the bullet come from, from the rear or from the front? Uh, we don't know, and that's not in the evidence we've looked at. But but we can tell you without doubt who fired the shot and why. Uh, so, and, and, and that'll, you know, that'll carry things forward to a large extent. Will people argue about it still? Probably. I don't know. If they look at the evidence... The way we've looked at it, uh, I don't think so. I think the evidence is, in my estimation, I've been working with it for over three and a half years now. It's pretty overwhelming. Uh, and the, the story makes tremendous sense. Uh, but that's, I know that's, that's like a, a horrible teaser, but that's all I can say. Yeah. Uh, and I probably shouldn't even be saying that much at this point in time. Well, yeah. Uh, well,
0: you, you know, what I find that the uh, the JFK researchers and the group of people that do that, um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you could ever going to get them to all agree on one thing. Uh, mm-hmm. There's
1: such a... Uh, no, I think, I think you're right. I think you're right. A lot of these people have a tremendous investment in the the various theories uh, uh you know they've subscribed to and, and have argued for over the last you know twenty to forty years. Uh that's not to say some of those theories uh don't align themselves with with the facts that that we're going to come up with uh, but I don't think I don't think it's gonna satisfy everyone out there. Right. uh the one thing i learned it was really interesting with the Olson case uh one of the, i was I, I found the the whole story of frank Olson to be very very provocative uh, and and the conventional story that had been put out just didn't make any sense whatsoever and, and so i reached a level where i guess i was obsessive with wanting to know or wanting to try to find out, well, what actually happened here? Uh, you know, why did Olson commit suicide or was he murdered? And it certainly looked like murder. And, and I spent a little over 10 years investigating that case and was able to find out uh, why he was killed and, and who killed him. But the thing, the thing that uh, really surprised me was... Uh, once, once all those findings were published in a book, a lot of people weren't happy about it because, uh, they didn't really want the mystery solved. And, and, and in solving it, it didn't fit, it didn't w- completely fit their theories in terms of, of stating that, okay, the CIA killed him. And they killed him brutally and threw him through a window. Blah 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 blah. And because they hated Frank Olson and wanted to murder him, it's a little more complex than that. Uh, but what I'm trying to say is, a, a lot of people who who look at these, you know, cases—the mystery of Olson's death, the mystery of JFK's death—I think, bottom line, really don't want them solved. It, it's a lot more. It's a lot more fun to just delve in this stuff and to come up with theories and flesh them out, and then come up with a new theory and you know flesh those out. Uh, so, uh, regardless of how strong the evidence is, uh, there will be a number of people uh, who who will you know, who won't accept it or will be very begrudging about what is offered. I think generally speaking about the the public itself, separating the so-called JFK community from just the the general public and people who are, are curious about the assassination, I think that they'll be more than satisfied. Uh, and if they want to try to pick the evidence apart, that's fine. You know, uh, go to it. There's still... You know, there's still unanswered questions like, like the one I, uh, threw out a few minutes ago, you know, who, uh, where did the bullet come from? Did it come from the rear? Did it come from the front? Uh, uh, and people can, can still work at solving that. But the, the reason that remains a mystery is what we were talking about maybe 10, 50 minutes ago, that we don't have, we didn't have the forensics that that we have today uh at play in 1964 and and uh bottom line is we'll never know that people can advance well-founded theories but but a theory is still a theory
0: yeah yeah but they'll, they'll still overanalyze every every detail mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> absolutely that's, that's how it goes absolutely and yeah, they don't. It, it, it's interesting. To a large extent, that's even happened with. If you look at the the assassination of Abraham Lincoln, right. uh, there there have been a good number of books published uh, about uh, about uh, the theories that John Wilkes Booth wasn't, didn't really kill Lincoln, or, or he had accomplices that have never been identified or or found or whatever but and that's you know people like that people like a mystery yeah. uh yeah. and i guess the point i'm trying to make is that they there's something in people that uh they'd rather see certain things remain a mystery and not be solved because then that means okay i've got to move on to something else uh <laughs> But yeah. God knows, there's plenty of there's plenty of cases, there's plenty of mysteries out there that need solving. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, it's a, there's an endless array. Wow, well, endless. Absolutely. Uh, well, it's been a fascinating conversation. So now your books, of course, are all on Amazon and in good bookstores. Yeah, they are. They and are. and do you have a website or something that uh, people can check out?
1: We have a website that's going up soon. The you can the the Kennedy book. Actually, you can
2: it can be pre-ordered
1: on Amazon now, uh, and and uh, I'm not I'm not. This isn't self-marketing, but <laughs> I do know that uh, the the book that's advertised on Amazon right now is is fairly grossly underpriced and 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 it's and described as. I think being 365 pages, uh, whereas the actual book is over 500 pages and I'm sure will cost a lot more than, than the price that's listed now. So, but if people pre-order it, uh, they lock the price in regardless of changes. So I tell all my friends, order it now and you (laughs) might save 10 or 15 dollars, uh, because they can't, they can't boost the price. Uh, yeah. But yeah, they they they're all on Amazon. There's Amazon, it's it's. I love Amazon. I know a lot of people hate it. It's done a real disservice to to bookstores. But for for a research geek like me, I I like it because you know it, if they don't have it new or used, and you can get practically any used book. Going back a hundred years of Amazon, it's just uh, it's a tremendous research uh, uh, tool uh, for for research geeks like me. Oh yeah. Uh, initially, when I was researching, well, when I first started the Olson research, the internet the internet wasn't really available for research. So I used to I used to go to the Library Congress every day and because they have every book in, that's been published virtually in the world. Uh, but, but that was extremely time-consuming, and, and you can't take any of those books out of that library or, or, uh, or even buy them at that point in time. So
0: yeah, I love
1: Amazon. Yeah. It, just, I mean, yeah. it
0: makes, makes life a
1: lot easier. In a Amazon. lot easier, yeah, yeah. it certainly yeah. does. Well, thank well. But I'll, I'll be, I'd be happy to come back and talk to you once once the book's out. Uh, I'm sure we could talk uh, oh, yeah. for a We'd long time it. and and very very sensibly about you know who and who and how and and there's a number of there's a number of major surprises in the book things that really kind of knocked me off the box to begin with. Uh, Uh, I heard
0: Hillary Clinton did it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So we have to end on a good laugh. Yeah, yeah, the Russians did it. Well, thank you, Nick. Uh, Our (laughs) guest has
0: been H.P. Albarelli, and uh, all of his books are on on our website as well. Thank you for being here.
1: Thank you very much. I appreciate it.